Now, the latest news on Tasmanian racing. Turk Warrior kicked out by two and a half, three, now four. What an exciting youngster he is. Turk Warrior goes down to win brilliantly. Mystic Journey over the top takes the lead. She is one for him, the Mystic Journey's won the All-Star by an elected quarter. Here's the inevitable flashing down the outside. Oh, the little champ's going to do them. First accused hit the front, but on the outside, the inevitable. Dash past and won brilliantly. Oh, gee, how good is he? It's time for Tassie Time. Yes, it is Tassie Time, presented by Ladbroke Summer Racing Festival. It is on right across Tasmania, right across the summer, racing on its centre stage. And the festival of all things Tasmania has to offer. All the info is at summerracingfestival.com.au and it's one of the biggest weekends of racing in Tasmania. We've got a cracking meeting on Friday night with the Derby, the Bow Mistress, the Strut Stakes and then of course on Sunday we've got the Hobart Cup. Dan Malecki, Matt Stewart will be down covering the Hobart Cup for RSN on the weekend and the man who will find us winners and give us all the news is none other than Peter Staples. How are you Peter? I'm good thanks Michael. Uh, getting near the pointy end of my uh, my career as a racing journalist too. Now, I've got this is a bit two weeks sad. to go today. Sad for everyone. This snuck up on me. I didn't realise that you're riding off into the sunset um, once you get through a, a halfway uh, part of the summer carnival. So when no, 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 no. It's Lonely Cup Day. Launceston Cup Day is my last official day. As so a that's your journey. grand hurrah. And uh, I'll finish up with RSN next Wednesday for Tassie time. And uh, no doubt I'll catch up with whoever's down there for the Launceston well, Cup. Are you coming down for the Launceston Cup? I was going to say, you're going to have one more gig because we're going to broadcast live from Launceston on Launceston Cup Day. So we'll get you with oh. me live from Lonnie. I'll look forward to catching up there, mate. It'll be great. And we might even get you to bring your guitar along, uh, some of your musical instruments. You can sing a song. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll build up to that over the next couple of weeks. Right, right. Uh, let's look at this weekend, and I mean, it, it looks a one-act affair, and it should be a one-act affair. The Tasmanian Derby with Dunkel, the form that he's in, but um, you've got a field of eight, so seven others are willing to have a crack up against the Victorian. Yeah, it's um, look. I think you know when you. Um, no, nah, look, it's. Uh, it's a one-act affair, mate. It's um, I really can't see anything that's in there that's going to, you know, cause any dangers to uh, to um, Dunkel. He's uh, he's a smart cookie, and uh, um, look, the midnight glow from the John Salonitri stable um, has got pretty good form. Um, I'm not all that over enthused about um, Charlotte Littlefield's Cable Dancer. Um, and then Corsten's uh, Leon and Troy are bringing over Abrupt, which was a good winner two starts back, but certainly not in Dunkel's kit league. And, um, you know, it's set weights at three-year-olds. He's born barrier two, so Harry's just going to be able to put him wherever he likes. Um, and he's, you know, he's, he's win over sole choice um, in the Launceston Guineas in Launceston a couple of weeks ago. It was just super. They went home 34 and a bit their last 600. Uh, it was the fastest last six of the day. And... Uh, he spotted sole choice about six lengths and uh, and was able to run her down. So, um, yeah, I just think it's a one act affair. I think. They, well, they, what are they betting at the moment? A dollar eighty or something? If you get a dollar eighty, jump on. I haven't seen a market. Yeah. Is, did they? Put, they didn't put him up a dollar eighty. Surely, that's giving money. I just have a look. I just I don't know, but um, you know they do silly things sometimes. Um, but um, 
Anyway, he's a dollar twenty-eight. Can I get on a dollar eight? Dollar twenty-eight. Well, where can you get twenty-eight percent on your money in a bank or any financial institution? Come on. <laughs> that might be true. Well, do we just roll sole choice in the strut stakes into him to get even money, or is the local just a needs? In the strut, which has only got a very small field, there's only a field of five in the strut stakes. No, um, a genuine danger. No, look, Dunkel took you know he had to really work to to run her down, and you know she's in she's racing in super form. She's run second to Dun uh, Dunkel at her last two starts, so she was a bit stiff to run into him. Um, but look, I, you know she it's at her mercy. Um, there's one in there, Lucy Princess. She's a maiden. Um, is she a maiden or she run a class one? Um, no, she's a maiden, only had six starts, but she was a terrific run last start, and I know that Gary White, who knows how to train stayers, says that she's got a really bright future in that game, and uh, she is has really trained on since that last run. So um, the others aren't really proven. Um, I would think that she might be a little bit of value. She's $12 for a place in a field of five. Mm. Um, yeah, with that little wrap on it from Gary, you know, she might be worth a little place bet. But just the needs was very, very good um, last start. And you would think that, uh, you know, she she looks like she would represent a bit of a danger because Brenda McCool is confident that she'll get the trip. Well, those races have got two very short-priced favourites, and rightly so. But the other feature, the Kevin Sharkey Bow Mistress, is a, is a cracking addition. We've got Peter Moody, who's decided to take Dance to Dubai, over there, who's been in, in ripping form. Last two starts, it's won uh, impressively at Mooney Valley. Drawn barrier 11 of 13. And then uh, Embella's over there for Tom Dabnick, who trolled really well um, last time at um, Geelong. Uh, the Corsons team have taken real for life over there as well, who's in good form. A last start Flemington winner and uh, taking on some of the locals as well. So that's, it's a ripping bow mistress. Yeah, Waterhouse and Bot have got Reduna, and it's probably Reduna, the likely yeah. leader from Barrier Two. So, you know, if they thought if I spoke to Moods on uh, on Sunday, and he was confident about bringing Dancer to Dubai, and um, well, she's run her last two at Mooney Valley. She's led in the last last time she was out, she led, and she just kicked on the corner, and you know, they just ate her dust. Um, but look, she's um, you know, if she doesn't lead, um, and Reduna does, she's going to have to sit outside Reduna and win. Um, and there's plenty of sweepers in the race, and there's some good ones from the locals as well. So um, it's, uh, yeah, it's not a late amber there for the interstate um, contingent, but I would think that Dance to Dubai brings her A, a game with Carleen Heppel on her nose her inside out. Um, despite the barrier, I think um, she'll probably win the race. Um, although Mood said, look, she's not a group one horse. Um, she might sneak a group two, but she's not top echelon. Um, but this is her grade, and to get a listed stakes race, like well, a group race um, under her belt for breeding purposes and everything else, it'd be terrific. But that's one of the reasons why she's here. But um, it is a fantastic race, and I think this look, it's Derby Day, but for me, in terms of quality and everything else, it's Bow Mistress Day. It's a group race. Mm. The other one's a listed race, and uh, look at the quality of the field that we've got for it. So I think in years to come. Um, if the powers to be have got half a brain, they'll be looking towards making this the race of the day and maybe run the Tasmanian Derby later in the year, maybe at the end of March, and have another special day. So get another feature race day out of it. Um, but that's just my opinion. 
Well, you can, you can see why that would be a good idea. It, it may need just a little bit extra than 150 that's on it as well for the Group 3 when you're getting this quality of field there as well. So yeah. is there, who's the, the local that is the best hope of knocking off the interstaters? Well, it's um, Queenborough Flyer, Sicky Carr's mayor. She was, um, she was very impressive in winning the Lady Lynette um, and she beat Jar Jar Chiboogie. Um, that led and uh, was tackled, um, but then kicked clear. And I think uh, young Stanley uh, probably pressed the go button a bit too early. Um, might have been a different result. But I think, and sh- I watched her work um, the sun- on Monday morning as a track gallop at Elwick, and I watched Queenborough Flyer as well. Of the two, Queenborough Flyer impressed me mostly because um, she's lightly raced, but boy, she really knows how to deal with this Elwick track now. And she knows exactly where she has to go. Um, and that's what Siggy told me when she got off her on uh, Monday morning. And that's the difference between uh, the two of the horses. I, I think Queen Fly is a real chance, despite the draw. She's drawn 12 or 13, and Dancer Dubai is drawn 11. But she doesn't have to lead Queen Flyer. She can, I reckon, the way I mapped it out, um, she'll get some be three wide with cover and try to get in a one-off and then uh, and let her go when she wants to and uh, she'll probably just take Siggy into it and I think she's a horse that's got a big future. Alright, we'll keep an eye on Queenborough Fire. We've actually got the market up for the Bow Mistress as well. So Dance to Dubai is $2.15 and it opened at two seventy, and the punters just went bang. So two yep. fifteen, Reduna $6, Real for Life $7 and Queenborough Flyer who you've been talking about is a, a currently a $10 chance, two ninety the place. So there's a little bit of value there as well and then and then all roads lead to Hobart on Sunday, um, Pete, because it is uh, the running of the um, uh, the Hobart Cup. And I'm just trying to find, have we got, when does the final field come out for the Hobart Cup? The final field's out and um, we have a field, the, the actual acceptance is, a, 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 we haven't got a barrier draw. And I'm right. just about to go down yeah. and um, and compare the, uh, the barrier draw. We've got a field of 13. Interstaters, we've got Annabelle Neesham's Spirit Ridge. Um, ben and J.D. Hayes has got Dark Dream and he's been in the States since he ran in the Summer Cup and ran fourth over here at Elwick. Military Mission from the Waterhouse Bot Stable um, and it comes off a, a third last start in Sydney um, in a good race um, and Anthony and Sam Friedman will settle up Ain't No Deal Done and you might remember that uh, uh, three starts back he ran second to Right You Are um, in a decent race um, and uh, he uh, he won last start at Mooney Valley over twenty two thousand and forty, carrying fifty nine kilos, and did it well. And he goes drops down to fifty four. So Mickey D jumps on. He has been on the horse before. So they're the interstaters. And of the locals, we've got Swoop Dog, um, who won the Summer Cup. He won the Devonport Cup. He won the Longford Cup. And Glass Warriors, a former Launceston Cup winner, both from the John Blacker stable. They are the best of the local chances. And then you go down to there'd be long odds about most of the others that are going around. But I think if you looked at uh, both of Johnny's horses and the four interstaters and looked to box those up in a first four and trifecta, I don't think you'll miss it. Yeah, I think um, the two that stand out there are Ain't No Deal Done, a military mission um, of the interstaters. It'll be interesting to see that barrier. And just quickly too, before we say goodbye, we get to see the little champ in action on Sunday as well in the Thomas Lines. 
the inevitable, uh, a good field, yeah. but would be good for him to have another win and continue that picket fence with the voting now up and running for the All-Star Mile. That'd be fantastic, mate. And look, he's, you know, he's, he's polling pretty well. Um, and uh, he's got a good following nationally as well as in Tassie, but there's a good campaign going on. Uh, they've got little um, stand-up cards and uh, with a QR code on them uh, for Vote for the Inevitable in the All-Star Mile going around to every hotel um, in Tassie tomorrow. Um, and uh, that should be a little bit of a booster. And there's a nice video that's been produced to try and get uh, the general public involved with the little Aussie battler because he's come back from you know almost obscurity after he had the injuries that followed his Golden Eagle episode. And uh, he's come back to being in career best form again. So as Tegan Key said, who looks after most of his work, says uh, he thinks he's two again. Uh-huh. And that's a good thing. And uh, if he can go out and win the, the Thomas Lions, look, um, he's going to have some opposition. Um, but, you know, that's what it's about. And I think um, he, uh, he certainly deserves his place in it and uh, his his opposition is going to be rebel factor there's no interstate contingent in the thomas lions and uh, it'll be interesting to see how rebel factor measures up to the inevitable over the 14 um and uh, my tip is if he's in tip-top order and i know he is the inevitable he'll have five wins in a row and probably deserves to give him the all-star mile on his performances alone let alone the votes leave us with your best of the weekend the best of the weekend, mate, um, it's really difficult, but I'm an absolute huge fan of the inevitable, and I just think whatever they put up in race six on uh, Cup Day, number one, the inevitable, I'm getting on. Good on you, Pete. Have a great weekend. We'll do Tassie time again next week. Look forward to it, Michael. Thanks again.